0: Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, and I want to welcome everyone who is joining the broadcast tonight. It's been a minute, but we are doing a solo show tonight. I hope you guys have all been enjoying our uh, list of guests that have been coming. And tomorrow, let me tell you, tomorrow is going to be a crazy day. Tomorrow, we are doing two Dead Talk Live episodes, one that is starting at 2 p.m. Eastern, and the next one at our normally scheduled time of 9.30 p.m. Eastern United States time. Now, for tomorrow's afternoon show, how many Lucifer fans do we have out there? Because we've got some special guests tomorrow. Tomorrow, at 2 p.m., we are being joined by Lucifer's favorite demon, Mazikeen, Leslie Ann Brandt along with, along with uh, Nathaniel McIntyre, are going to be our guests tomorrow at 2 p.m., and that's very exciting. I uh, hope all of you have a chance to tune in live, and if not, catch it later on on all of our platforms. Uh, they are both starring in an upcoming Shudder film called Horror Noir. It's a six-part anthology that they put together into a film. And we're gonna be reading about that in a little bit. I wanna say hello again to everybody. A big thank you to all of our moderators who do a great job day in and day out. Uh, hello to all of our viewers. Donora is with us, Colette, our daily viewer is with us as well. I hope everyone is doing well. From uh, here in the Washington DC area where it's been raining the past several hours and apparently all up and down the northeast coast we're going to get hit with storms throughout today and tomorrow so wherever you are I hope you're dry and safe uh, welcome to Jason he's just joined us uh, Lisa of course is with us as well so let's get to the news um, and let's talk about horror War. Shudder's black horror anthology, Horror Noir, arrives in time for Halloween. Now, there's a trailer attached to this as well. And from the picture, you know, that's Tony Todd right there. Shudder is expanding upon its critically acclaimed 2019 documentary, Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror, with an original anthology movie that will showcase stories of black horror from black directors and screenwriters. The upcoming movie debuted its official trailer today, and we've also learned that it's premiering on Shudder Thursday, October 28th. That's this Thursday. Uh, Horror Noir will air on AMC at a later date. For those that don't know, AMC owns Shudder. Showcasing stories of Black horror from Black directors and screenwriters, Horror Noir features six stories presented together as a two-hour film starring Leslie-Ann Brandt, our guest tomorrow afternoon, from Lucifer and Spartacus, Luke James, uh, Erica Ash, Brandon Michael Smith, Sean Patrick Thomas, Peter Sotomayor, Malcolm Barrett, Tony Todd, Rachel True. The new adapted stories are written by husband and wife writing duo Tenerife Duo, and Stephen Barnes. Uh, And it goes on to list their credits. The six stories uh, featured in the anthology are Daddy, Bride Before You, Brand of Evil, The Lake, Sundown, and Fugue State. Horror Noir is produced by Swirl Films, and executive producers include ID8 Multimedia's Shelby Stone and Derek Dudley, in addition to Eric Tomasunas, the founder of Swirl Films, and Ron Robinson, Dr. Robin R. Means-Coleman, author of the groundbreaking book Horror Noir, Blacks in American Horror Films from the 1980s to present, is consulting on the anthology, as well as Horror Noir, a history of Black horror documentary producers Ashley Blackwell, Phil Noble Jr., and Kelly Ryan. So, before proceeding any further, let's go ahead and watch this trailer. Edgar Allan Poe wrote, Is all that we see, see, but a dream within a dream? This house is suspect market. There you go, making judgments. Strange things happen here. Are these bones? Anybody warn you not to swim in the lake? I feel like someone's looking over my shoulder. In most families, the danger doesn't come from some stranger. Danger comes from someone you already know. Hell no. What's been going on in this house? Open our eyes. Follow me. Let me tell you something. He got a fiddle. Not me. Yeah. Not your girl. Now, uh, I want to thank the people at Shudder. They gave us a screener uh, to this a while back. It's awesome. You're going to love it. Make sure if you have Shudder to watch this, uh, this coming Thursday. And I got to say, I am really, really, really excited to talk to uh, Leslie Ann Brandt tomorrow. I loved her in Lucifer. She's great in this. Uh, Nathaniel McIntyre as well. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's um, interview in the afternoon. Now, tomorrow evening, we have another very special guest and Dave Sheridan. Dave played uh, Doofy in Scary Movie. Remember the Scream uh, spoof that did so well? So, he's going to be joining us tomorrow night. So, definitely a lot of uh, good stuff coming up tomorrow. Uh... Efren writes, "We're all looking forward to tomorrow's interview." Marco already saw it. He says it's amazing. It really is. So let's see. FX on Hulu's "Why the Last Man" has not been renewed for a second season. Now I want to talk about this because uh, this Thursday we are having the star of this show on our um, on our show on Dead Talk Live, Ben Schnetzer. Uh, he is the star of Why the Last Man. It's a great show. Uh, it's wrapping up at the end of this month. It's first season, and apparently it has not been renewed for a second season. I don't know why uh, it's a an amazing show. If I were to guess you know why viewership might be down is because we are all sinking in so much content out there right now and people are just overloaded with all this all these great shows to watch and there's so many of them movies television shows flooding the streaming markets and it really sucks that some really amazing shows like why the last man uh doesn't get renewed for a second season let's read what they have to say after years of... Now, why? before I continue, Why the Last Man is an adaptation from DC Comics. Now, after years of start-stop development, a series adaptation of Why the Last Man Comics finally came to FX on Hulu Portal just last month, and alas, it's already over. We learned this weekend that FX on Hulu ...has made the the decision to not go forward with a second season of Why The Last Man... ...with the series now seeking another home. And I really, really hope somebody else picks this up. Because for those of you who have not watched it... ...it's not available on FX, the cable channel, or the satellite channel. It's only available on FX on Hulu... Did that affect it? Possibly so. Now, showrunner Eliza Clark said in a statement today We have learned that we will not be moving forward with FX on Hulu season two of Why the Last Man. I have never in my life been more committed to a story, and there is so much more left to tell. Why the Last Man is about gender, about I how. Shut up, Siri. It's about gender. How oppressive systems inform identity. We, Still on it. Holy shit. Shut the hell up. Siri, man, I tell you, she only likes to come on when I'm doing this. Something sh- went wrong. Please try again. You done? You done? That's not nice. <laughs> I did not plan that. I swear, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't plan that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to Why the Last Man. Okay. It's about gender and about how oppressive systems inform identity. We had a gender-diverse team of brilliant artists led by women at almost every corner of our production. And when we attended Comic-Con... Uh, earlier this month you guys are cracking up over that it's i don't know what to say when we attended comic-con earlier this month we were lucky to sit in in a press round table that included ben uh, and the showrunner producers the cast and it was amazing round table where we got to speak to each and every one of them Uh, producers, writers, directors, cinematographers, production design, costume design, stunt, and more. It is the most collaborative, creatively fulfilling, and beautiful thing I have ever been a part of. We don't want it to end. FX has been an amazing partner. We have loved working with them. We're sad that Y is not going forward at FX on Hulu but we know that someone else is going to be very lucky to have this team and this story. I have never experienced the remarkable solidarity of this many talented people. Now, the first season has three episodes remaining, premiering across the next few weeks. Based on the DC comic series by Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerrera, and published by Vertigo between 2002 and 2008, Why the Last Man traverses a post-apocalyptic world in which a cataclysmic event decimates every mammal with the Y chromosome. Basically, all men die off. But for one cisgender man and his pet monkey, the series follows the survivors in this new world as they struggle with their efforts to restore what was lost and the opportunity to build something better. Eliza Clark serves as the showrunner of the series, which has cast including Olivia Thurby, Diane Lane, who is brilliant, Ben Schnetzer, who is the last man alive and is going to be our guest this Thursday, Amber Tamblyn, awesomely talented, ash and ashley romans who's just a badass um, fx notes all episodes of the season will be directed by women and the production has a significant number of female department heads including both dps which are director of photographies the production designer custom costume designer casting director editor stunt coordinators and more so Anybody that has been watching this, please continue to watch it. For those of you that have not watched it, it is coming to an end on FX on Hulu, but as we have seen many times before, shows do get picked up by other networks. You know, Netflix is notorious. If you guys remember, Lucifer was canceled on Fox after, what, two or three seasons? And then Netflix picked it back up, and it went on for another three seasons. So, Netflix comes right to mind. Now, next story on the list, uh, ranking... Now, there's a new Paranormal Activity movie coming on, and I actually saw the trailer for it last night while watching TV. It's called Next of Kin. Now, here on Bloody Disgusting, they're ranking the entire Paranormal Activity franchise before... Paranormal Activity Next of Kin releases this coming Friday. I've been in love with the Paranormal Activity franchise ever since I first stepped foot into a midnight screening of the first film, screaming, screening of the first film back in 2009. The movie was spooky enough, but what really stuck with me was how it subtle scares managed to follow me home after the credits had rolled. Of course, I wasn't the only one who had trouble sleeping that weekend, as paranormal activity became an unexpected box office hit, reigniting found footage craze much like the Blair Witch Project had done a decade prior. Now, they're saying it was a $15,000 budget, I have heard as low as $10,000 budget, but it made over hundred and ninety million dollars. It goes on to say, making over hundred and ninety three million dollars on a $15,000 budget. It's no surprise that Oren Pelly's minimalistic classic spawned a long running franchise. What no one expected was that the legendary series would finally make a comeback in 2021 with the upcoming paranormal activity next of kin. Now I'm really curious, is this going to be a continuation? Because all the prior movies revolved around the demon who we came to know as Toby. And the last movie ended as Toby was brought into this world. Uh, It goes on to say, as we wait for William Eubank and Christopher Landon's return to this spooky world of eerie surveillance footage and carefully orchestrated jump scares, I think it's the perfect time to look back on the franchise and rank every single Paranormal Activity movie. Naturally, this ranking is based on personal taste. So I ask that the readers interpret it as a single fan's humble opinion, rather, th- rather than a definitive evaluation of these movies. That being said, don't forget to share your own personal ranking with us in the comments below. And before I even go through this list, uh, for me, man, I love Paranormal Activity 3. Uh, I also love the first one. If I had to pick between part one and part three, that's a tough call. It depends on which day of the week you ask me. Anyway, going down from number seven is Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. Uh, 2015, that was the latest in the series. The next one is Paranormal Activity 4 came out in 2012. Next, Paranormal Activity 2. That's uh, number five on the list. Number four, Paranormal Activity Tokyo Night, 2010. And this is the one that really gets overlooked by a lot of people. A lot of people don't even know this one exists. Uh, Okay, number three. No, they have this as number three paranormal activity 3 which came out in 2011 number 2 oh really okay now he did say this is his opinion we got to res- we got to respect it but number 2 on his list is the marked ones paranormal activity the marked ones which was good uh but if you know the ending of this movie is what really ties it into the Paranormal Activity universe. Uh, Other than that, it's sort of like a movie on to itself. And number one, of course, is the original, Paranormal Activity 2007. And we have discussed this with many of our guests, uh, have brought up this movie, and besides it being a great movie, what led to it making so much money was the brilliant marketing that went into uh, branding this film. And For those of you that remember back in 2007 when this was about to come out in theaters, they marketed it beautifully. Uh, I don't believe they showed a single scene from the movie, instead they showed the audience at a special screening. And how terrified they were watching this film. That was the trailer for Paranormal Activity. It was brilliant. Brilliant. And surprisingly, not really copied ever since then. So, next on the list, Cynodyme, who is our distributor, by the way, and also recently bought Bloody Disgusting. Uh, Cinedyme rips open Bloody Disgusting blood packs. One-of-a-kind NFT trading cards pay tribute to horror kill scenes. Cynodime and Bloody Disgusting released today a killer first series of horror-based NFT trading cards branded as the Bloody Disgusting Blood Pack. One-of-a-kind horror trading cards that pay tribute to horror scenes as imagined by several prominent artists in the horror community. Now, there's something that you I never really thought of. Why not? Horror kill scenes playing cards or trading cards. 13 NFTs. And if you're asking what an NFT is, I just don't have enough time to explain it. Google it afterwards. And I'm sure you're still going to be confused. Because it's a term that's so widely used. And I'm sure even if you do look it up and read all about it, you're going to have a boatload of questions about it afterwards. But anyway, 13 NFTs will be offered as a unique one-of-one edition, with the winning bidders also receiving a physical print and signed by the artist, while others... Come as free welcome gift to all Screenbox subscribers. Screenbox is where Dead Talk Live airs, by the way, on our digital streaming uh, platforms. In association, in association with the Dark Art Emporium, Cynodyme has commissioned well established horror artists to create original paintings inspired by their favorite death. Scenes from iconic horror movies. Contributors include Luke Chewy, Chet Zar, Rick Dienzo, Wes Benscouter, Jeremy Cross, and Jim Evans, known as Taz. So there you guys have it. So NFTs to really, really, really put just sum it up in a nutshell. It's a digital form of a tangible item in this case trading cards but in digital form and that's me really oversimplifying it so hopefully that will help you for those guys that do actually look up what an nft is now they're making another final destination movie new writer is tackling the next final destination movie It's been quite a while now since we've heard a peep about the Final Destination franchise with the most recent reports from last year indicating that a newest installment in the franchise is in development. Last we heard, the series is being retooled with a brand new movie with Saw sequel writers Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan set to pen the script. Last, we heard the movie was going to be set within the world of the existing Final Destination movies and center on first responders, but again, that was back in November of last year. Franchise creator Jeffrey Reddick tweeted in November 2020, they were developing another Final Destination until COVID hit. They'll pick it back up once the business starts back up. We don't have much new to relay about the project this week, but it's interesting to note that Deadline reports in an article about an upcoming thriller titled Bed Rest that writer-director of that movie, Laurie Evans Taylor, is currently writing Final Destination 6. This is interesting because it seems to suggest that Melton and Dustin are now off the project. Deadline reports Taylor is currently writing Final Destination 6. Other recent writing credits include I Am Still Alive, starring and produced by Ben Affleck, The 21 Laps produced I-5, and Small Price to Pay. She has previously produced stories for such television shows as Lucky Dog, Welcome Home, and others. Meanwhile, Melissa Barrera will star in the supernatural thriller Bedrest, which will mark the directorial debut of Laurie Evans Taylor. Worldwide rights were acquired by STX Films. In that movie, after years of struggling to start a family, Julie Rivers is pregnant again and moving into a new home with her husband as they embrace a fresh start. After being ordered to mandatory bed rest, Julie begins to slowly unravel as she suffers through the monotony and anxiety of her new constraints. Soon, terrifying ghostly experiences in the home begin to close in on Julie, stirring up her past demons and causing others to question her mental stability. Trapped and forced to face her past and supernatural, Julie fights to protect herself and her unborn baby. And I don't know why this uh, reminded me, but I finally, finally started watching season 10 of American Horror Story. I just finished the first six episodes, which is the first half of the movie which uh, of the movie the first half of the season which was by the sea and man i loved it i totally loved uh the first half of season 10 now season seven starts the second half by the sand and i haven't started it yet but i know it has something to do with roswell but the first half the first six episodes were remarkable. It's great to have have Sarah Paulson back. She was amazing playing the character of Karen. And it actually took me two episodes. It took me to the second episode to realize that that was Sarah Paulson. That's how great of an actress she is. And they really did her up. She plays this homeless uh, person addicted to meth. Um the only one in the town who is railing against the rest of the town. I'm not going to spoil it for you, for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, but it is available on FX proper. It is available on FX on Hulu if you want to binge and catch up, but I'm looking forward to starting the second half of this season and seeing, you know, what the Roswell story is all about. Um, Let's see. Khaleesi writes about the paranormal activity list and I actually love the order they are in. Uh, Khaleesi also writes, I need to get caught up on it. That's what I mean. There is just so much stuff out there. Uh, the walking dead world beyond has started, you know, fear the walking dead yesterday, uh, had its second episode. Luckily, uh, You know, thank you to the good people at AMC that gave us screeners to the first two episodes of Fear, and I watched them several weeks ago. I just got to remember next Sunday to watch episode three. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the first two episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, by the way. It looks like we're going to have an amazing season again to follow up the amazing season six. Those of you that watched uh, the episode yesterday... Karen David, who plays Grace, nailed it. I mean, I know Morgan was in the episode as well, but everybody else in that episode was a supporting cast member to Karen David. Uh, Grace, uh, to show us the, uh, the struggles that she is facing since those nuclear bombs dropped and all the stuff that she is dealing with, was phenomenal. I mean, she just nailed it. She's an amazing actress, and I'm so glad that uh, the show's producers finally dedicated, you know, some what I call sufficient screen time to the character and allowed Karen to show off her acting chops. I really enjoyed her, uh, her character in yesterday's episode. All this time, she sort of, you know, you've been kind of indifferent to Grace because she really hasn't had that much of a storyline. But that changed with episode two of season seven of Fear. World Beyond, Khaleesi says, has been freaking awesome. It really, it really, really is. Uh, this is the second and final season of the limited series, World Beyond, and it's amazing so far. But all this stuff to watch. So, unfortunately, time is something that is a rare commodity for me at the moment. Anyway, moving on. Now, there is, uh, I'm sure a lot of you know, there's a new Resident Evil called Welcome to Raccoon City uh, coming out. From director Johannes Roberts. Um... Let's see, Uh, Sony's Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City promises to bring the franchise back to its horror roots. Headed to theaters on November 24th, which I'm not sure, but it sounds like it's around the Thanksgiving weekend. The movie is set to kick off a new universe inspired by storylines and characters from Capcom's classic Resident Evil games. Kaya Scolidario leads the cast as iconic video game character Claire Redfield, and it's Claire who gets the spotlight in this brand new featurette video from Sony today. Let's see if we can find the video. Let's watch this. This whole town's been poisoned. In our story, Claire Redfield is... Run away from Raccoon City. She's run away because she feels something was very wrong there. Now she's coming back to tell her brother some very important information. Why are you back here, Claire? Watch this. You gotta help us, Claire. Umbrella had a little incident. People are getting sick. We have to contain this. Claire is a rounded character. She has her own journey. She isn't just there to shoot guns. I love how rebellious she is. Come on. She's an absolute badass. We're going to take Umbrella down. The Umbrella Corporation. I know know there are a lot of Resident Evil fans out there. Uh, I'm a fan of Resident Evil. So it goes on to say, Claire is a rounded character. She has her own journey. She isn't just there to shoot guns, Goladario explains. I love how rebellious she is. She's an absolute badass. Uh, The whole synopsis of the movie reads as as follows. Returning to the terrifying roots of the massively popular franchise, fan and filmmaker Johannes Roberts brings the game of a billion-dollar franchise and the most successful video game adaptation in history to life, for a whole new generation of fans. Once the booming home of pharmaceutical giant Umbrella Corporation, Raccoon City is now a dying Midwestern town. The company's exodus left the city a wasteland with great evil brewing below the surface. When that evil is unleashed, the townspeople are forever changed and a small group of survivors must work together to uncover the truth behind Umbrella and make it through the night. The cast includes Caius Galadario, Hannah John Kamen, Robbie Amell, Tom Hopper, Avond Jogia, and Neil MacDonald. So there you guys have it. It's coming out on uh, Thanksgiving weekend, November 24th. Sunshine is with us on YouTube and says, I am a fan. My son has the umbrella tattooed on his chest. Now, that's a diehard fan right there. Denora writes, I love all the Resident Evils. Uh, I do, too. I mean, the first one I really loved. I love Mila Djavovic and him. I thought, you know, that made her into a real badass from the very first movie all the way to her last uh so let's see how it does without her in it. So let's see what else do we have for you just checking up on the time. A family's dream home becomes a nightmare in not alone now streaming on BDTV, Bloody Disgusting TV and Screenbox. This has a trailer and before we read anything about it, let's see it. <laughs> Come in! Hold on, sport. So nice to finally meet you in person. This is my husband, Walter, and this is my oldest, Jess. This place is like a dream house. Makes you wonder why nobody's bought it yet. Consider it a blessing. Follow me. Tommy, what is it? Tommy! Are you okay? This whole thing isn't too different from the last time we were sent out. Wait, this has happened before? I don't know about disturbances. Your real estate agent didn't tell you about that. I know this is odd. Did she mention anything about cleansing rituals? Cleansing rituals? <laughs> So now you're saying this house is haunted? Where's the sanity in that? Any of you out there have seen anything like this? Please contact us. We need your help. I want to thoroughly explain what's going on in your home. What we're dealing with? We have to be immediate. Mm you're being uber sensitive. At night, I hear you walk around the house checking on me and Tommy. Kind of creepy. That looks interesting. And I don't want to... It's not yet confirmed, but uh we are likely going to get... Well, let's just leave it at that. And <laughs> that suspecting family buys a mansion for a bargain but discovers a presence in the home and must fight to save their lives. From the producers of Golden Globe nominated The Trial of Chicago 7, not to mention both Bloodshot and Tax Collector comes Not Alone, in which a family's dream home becomes a legit nightmare. For those looking for something new to watch this Halloween weekend, Not Alone, which stars horror favorite Pat Healy, from compliance, the innkeeper's cheap thrills. We do, we need to do something. Is now streaming on both Screambox and Bloody Disgusting TV. Shelley Lawson and her family move into a beautiful southern estate, only to discover that their new home is subject to unexplainable phenomena. After her daughter Jess is sent to the hospital due to a mysterious sickness. Shelley decides to post a video online pleading for help with her recently acquired haunted house. Dr. James Clay, a once acclaimed scientist, finds Shelley's online plea and contacts her immediately. He claims to be the only person in the world who can help her. After arriving at Shelley's home and assessing the situation, Dr. Clay tells Shelly exactly what's in her home. Whether she believes it or not is up to her. So there you guys have it. It's streaming right now on Screenbox, which Bloody Disgusting TV, which is available through Screenbox. And our last story, I know we have a lot of Bruce Campbell fans out there. I know our executive producer, Efren, is a Bruce Campbell fan. Black Friday. Bruce Campbell and Devon Sawa help spread the Christmas fear. Now, there's another trailer here. Let's go ahead and watch uh, the Black Friday trailer, just in time for Christmas. Happy Black Friday. We love toys. We still on for pancakes tonight. Chris, you're on reg for the night. We're short staff. Wait up. I'm Emmett. You ever work retail before? No. Well, there's no day more harmful to retail workers than this day. What do we love? Toys. Good job. Places, everyone. Three, two, go, baby. Go Black Friday. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. Holy <gasps> Zombie movie. What the? F- there is something wrong with the shoppers. Done. We gotta do something. We're one hour into Black Friday, and we're escorting customers away from the store. No, 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 no. Was that the new guy? Our shoppers are going crazy. Whatever you do, don't let them gather. They're building something. At this point, we're just in their way. We're gonna have to fight. <laughs> I don't think this night can get any worse. <laughs> Does anybody else just think that's funny? Die! I told you they never die. We have to make a run for it. <gasps> exactly. Black Friday is over! Chucky says we're all going to die. Back up, homie. <laughs> the, the fire will sit and admire the stockings all filled up at last. Of all the glitter, silver, and gold. I love it here. The police are here. Thank God. It's the time. <laughs> the most magical time. The most magical time. Of Got your doorbusters right here, mother. That looks funny. That actually That actually looks very, very entertaining. Zombies trying to build something. Speaking of zombies, uh, how many people have been watching uh, Day of the Dead? The new TV show that is on... Uh, I don't want to get the station wrong, but I believe it's sci-fi. Uh, Keenan Tracy, who is the star of the show, is also going to be one of our upcoming guests. And I got to say, Day of the Dead, you know, I was a little skeptical, uh you know, a show taking on that name. But they did it really good, and it's a good show. It's only two episodes in, uh, but it's entertaining. It's fun. It's uh, gruesome when it needs to be gruesome. It's funny when it needs to be funny. And I recommend it. If anybody hasn't watched it, you're only two episodes behind. Check out Day of the Dead, and I believe it's on the Sci Fi channel. Uh, very entertaining. So reading about uh, Black Friday here, George A. Romero took on American consumerism with his masterpiece, masterpiece, Dawn of the Dead, and now filmmaker Casey Tebow looks to put a modern spin on it with Black Friday, which kicks off the holiday season by spreading some Christmas fear. Bloody Disgusting scored an exclusive world premiere Of the film's first trailer and poster art, which highlight horror favorites Bruce Campbell and Devon Sawa, stuck in a toy store with a horde of demonic shoppers. Okay, I would have called them zombies, but they're going with demonic. On Thanksgiving night, a group of disgruntled toy store employees begrudgingly arrive for work to open the store at midnight for the busiest shopping day of the year. Meanwhile, an alien parasite crashes to Earth in a meteor. This group of misfits, led by the store manager Jonathan, played by Campbell, and longtime employee Ken, soon find themselves battling against hordes of holiday shoppers who have been turned into monstrous creatures hell-bent on a murderous rampage on Black Friday. And without even seeing this movie, you know this is satire based on, you know, what happens in real life on Black Friday. The cast also includes Yvonne Barquero, Ryan Lee, Stephen Peck, Michael J. White. The film was composed by Fallout Boy's Patrick Stump, Screen Media is set to release the horror comedy timed with the holiday season, releasing in theaters on November 19th and on video on demand platforms just four days later, November 23rd. So, there you guys have it. That is the latest news that we have for you. And Khaleesi did confirm that Day of the Dead is available on Sci Fi. So, Any zombie fans out there who have not started watching Day of the Dead, like I mentioned earlier, we are all drowning in a sea of content out there. But Day of the Dead is something you may want to check out. There's also Chucky. Chucky's also available as well. And that has been uh, entertaining also. Don Mancini uh, is doing a good job, the creator of Chucky. Anyway, guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Don't forget, tomorrow we have two episodes, one starting at 2 p.m. Eastern, the next one starting at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We have Leslie Ann Brandt and Nathaniel McIntyre at 2 p.m. and Dave Sheridan at 9.30 p.m. tomorrow. So it's going to be... Uh, an exciting exciting uh, day and Marco wanted me to also mention Scream that's coming out this holiday season as well so plenty of horror to keep us busy throughout the holiday season anyway thank you everybody I will be back with you tomorrow and until then stay safe stay dry stay walking good night